0: Hit the button! Hit the button!
1: Okay, hit the button.
0: We're here. We're
1: here. We're back. Yay! I'm itchy and sweaty. She's a mess. I'm a hot mess. But your hair looks nice. Thanks. What'd you say? Said everybody wanted to hear that you're sweaty. (laughs) It's fine. People. I mean, I'm not trying to pick up ladies with the podcast. (laughs) I I am no. (laughs)
0: Made lady, <laughs> <laughs> <Lay-deed. Lay-deed. laughs> <laughs> Nice,
1: that was Man. good. That was really good. Yay. So we're back, and it's gonna be a fluff centric episode. Now
0: I get to sit back and relax.
1: I know. Maybe I should have went first. 'Cause I'm all itchy and sweaty now. (laughs) It would have been different if you went first. I just would have been itchy and sweaty an hour ago. (laughs)
0: Eh.
1: Hear that, ladies? (laughs) (laughs) Slam hates me tonight. (laughs) Oh, so much. Rude. Do we have business?
0: Um, I don't know what likes we'll be at by the time this episode hits right, y'all. all this is in the future. This is future. <laughs> there are some horrors in this house. Um, But if we're not at 200 likes, we should get to 200 we likes. We should get there very so soon. So we can do a live. That would be freaking fantastic. It would be. And as we stated on our last episode, we can record on a, a device that you can see our whole ass faces this
1: yeah. time. <laughs> so you won't have to... We won't we'll have to sit faces. on each other's laps. Right. <laughs> so it would be a lot better. Yeah. And maybe mics? And maybe some mics. That would be, Hopefully, this is the last episode we record with crappy audio. Yes. Which would be really great. So, yeah, just the likes. And can we talk about the thing now since we've already oh, yeah, technically posted future. it? Yeah, this is the future. Yeah. We've already posted a social media. We can. Okay, because we're still wearing them. We are still wearing them. <laughs>
0: So we got these super awesome fucking t-shirts made. Um, my friend Megan Martin designed what we planned to be a sticker design. Woohoo! And I was like, hey, we should get that on a t-shirt. So, bitch, got it on a t-shirt. Um, her sister in law Jessica Martin helped her. Um, I think she was the one who had the device to to print them on the shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're super awesome, and maybe if we get enough of an audience that would like them, we could maybe progress to t-shirts to distribute them distribute and she actually this is a secret too but i'm gonna tell you guys anyways do i know the secret you do we okay. have another design already oh for stickers yes yes i'm
1: super excited she about is that killing too. it
0: and the thing that makes it the most awesome not only are they badass fucking designs i just let her do her thing i didn't give her any Anything to go off of. She just did it on her own. And we've loved both designs yes. that she came up with. They're both they're, killer. They're very good. She's very, very talented. Very and talented. I know she also is, uh, like, commissioning personal yes. thing, pieces. So if you Her want... artwork
1: is amazing. I've yes. seen her post it to her Facebook. It's, it's insane.
0: Yeah. So if you want something done, definitely hit her up. Uh, give her some more business because mm-hmm. she's awesome.
1: Is this episode, would you say, sponsored by Megan? Oh, <laughs> maybe it is. Thank well, you thank Megan you, Martin. thank you, Megan, thank you, Jessica. We love our shirts, and again, you can see them on our social media page They're and so how soft. wicked awesome they are. They are so soft. I really love it. I Me actually too. might sleep in it tonight. <laughs> Hold it close. <laughs> Hold it close. <laughs> I just like want to be like out at the airport or something, and like yeah. I don't know where the fuck I'm going either. But like I just want to be we just, like we could
0: just go to the airport. We we'll just go to the airport and like walk
1: around with, like an empty bag. Yeah. I, that I, might be sus. Empty suitcase. Maybe they won't we know it's empty that's true unless we buy a ticket and they put like rocks scam. in
0: it oh that's and it'll true. be heavy that's true. and unless we go through baggage claim or baggage whatever the fuck i never flown before i don't fucking know <laughs> whatever when i check they, your they bags won't know what we
1: got they won't know but we They'd should be like, like hey this bitch's suitcase is full of rocks <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> but we should just walk around the airport with this shirt and they'll be like, be like what is that what's that shirt oh this, this is, is our podcast, podcast. <laughs> We could set up a table in the airport. And maybe people will recognize us. Be like, are you fluff and Maiden? That would be... Yes, okay, we, yeah. Can you imagine, like, the first person that's gonna recognize us? I think I'll die. I'll be like, what? <laughs> how do you know Who? Me? How
0: do you know who I am? <laughs> You're that girl that has the really loud fucking laugh. Yeah, that's me!
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So, it's my episode tonight, and... Or I'm gonna do a true crime, because... I don't know... I do have a paranormal story in mind that is a suggestion from somebody that I feel like we could spend some time, time on. on. I feel like it might be something we need to tag team though cuz it it's a lot it's a lot. Wait. It's like every paranormal thing you can think of like thrown into one oh, story. Shit. It's a big one. It's Skinwalker Ranch. <gasps> have you heard of that yeah it's so scary it is scary and i feel like that would be a big episode yeah. but it's something i think we should do together so yeah that's still on the it. back burner ricochet is the one that suggested it okay a, a girl on our team ricochet um so it's still in the works i don't want you to think i haven't listened to you because she suggested it twice now
0: uh-huh. <laughs> but we're but gonna we're, get you we're ricochet. going don't to do it, it.
1: It's just going to be a really big episode. So can,
0: I, can I ask a question?
1: Yeah. Why do you have your laptop up of notes and paper? Okay, notes? listen. I got my laptop, my new laptop, um, and I started my notes yesterday when I was working from here at my house. Okay. And I got, like, halfway through, and then I put it away. And then today I work from my mom's house, but I forgot my laptop, so I worked the other half of my notes on her uh. computer and instead of emailing it to myself like a normal fucking person i printed it gotcha so i have like half, half electronic half, half paper <laughs> but i did type figure. i see uh, that's fantastic so, i don't know how the fuck you ever read it i don't of your have bible names. print anymore slam why don't you go to bed honey who had 1034 <laughs> <laughs> 1034 you're the winner <sighs> we really do need to make that a complex.
0: Do you know what you win a giant bottle of coconut rum from San No, no it's it's mine. mine. A 20-shot container of Fireball. Also, also mine.
1: <laughs> Go to bed. You know this story anyway, because I've been like talking about it all she's week. She's done with her laundry. She's going she's, to she's bed. She's folded it.
0: Ooh, that butt. Stop it. <laughs> booty, booty, oh booty, God. booty, rocking everywhere. What? what you yeah, yeah, your mom fine. listens to this. <laughs>
1: Sorry. Sorry mom. Okay. <laughs> um, so I did a true crime case, long story short. And this is um something that's like in the news now if you follow like true crime shit on Google. Um, and that's the Kristen Smart disappearance. Oh hey. I come back laughing. <laughs> it's the Kristen Smart disappearance. Okay, so um since this is our only story tonight, I can go into a little bit more detail about the case I normally do. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. But if you want a really good deep dive rabbit hole kind of thing into this case, you need to listen to the podcast Your Own Backyard by his first name's Chris. I can't think of his last name right now. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> Not that he's, like, gonna listen to this, if but... If he
0: did, that'd be amazing.
1: That would be awesome. Anyway, it's called Your Own Backyard, and it's eight episodes and, like, a deep dive into this case, and he does a really great job. He, like... It's so in-depth. And, um, it's because of this podcast that just last week, or two weeks ago now, sorry, um, an arrest was made in this case. And this case is 25 years old. And because... it's
0: just fucking insane. It,
1: it's It's awesome, because he did such a great job with this, and... Um, his the the family and everything was totally on board, and a lot of people talked to him. So it's because he dug this back up and got it back into the media attention. Um, police picked it back up, and they they did shit about good it. good Job, Chris. Yeah, so awesome job, Chris. The podcast is awesome, and I loved listening to it. So it's it's pretty exciting news in the world of true crime. So that's why I wanted to cover it today because like I that, I've been totally obsessed for the last two weeks, like refreshing Google every two seconds to like find <laughs> out what they're doing next. So let's give you the background info. Kristen Denise Smart was born on February 20th, 1977. And Kristen was freaking gorgeous. She's 6'1, blonde wow. hair, surfer girl. She's athletic. She loved the beach. She swam competitively. She played soccer. Um, Kristen was described as adventurous and energetic. She loved to travel. Like, she just sounds like a Bad, she ass. totally does. Like, I she just
0: she does all the things,
1: such a good kid. It seems like she, she was 19 years old when she disappeared. Um, she was a freshman at Cal Poly University in California. She's the oldest of three children. Um, her parents, like, Chris interviews them a lot on the podcast, and they just seem like super sweet people. Like, it's just so sad, but anyway. In 1996, she's attending Cal Poly University as a freshman. On Memorial Day weekend in 1996, Kristen attends a house party, and that was the last night that she was ever seen. Now, a lot of my information is going to come from Your Own Backyard, the podcast, because I re-listened to it this week to get, um, like, to refresh myself on some of the minor details and things. Um, There's not too many other people that have covered this case. Um, I I wonder why. Martinis and Murder did like a long time ago, um, and I didn't even listen to the the whole thing because they basically just read from the Wikipedia page. But Chris like does this phenomenal job, so I haven't heard like Crime Junkie hasn't done it, Morbid hasn't That's done it,
0: to me.
1: Um, like all of my go tos. You yeah. know, last podcast on the left hasn't even done it, and they've That's, covered freaking yeah, everything. So it's not doesn't have a lot of coverage except for Chris. So so a lot of my information comes from there Wikipedia um, I, I quote later on an article from LA Times so just basic you know it, sometimes I'll go if you go to the references on Wikipedia FYI and they show you where they get all their information i will take you to the original article so I just like kind of clicked through that just to like familiarize myself with like the background things wow. so a lot of my research comes from there but most of it is from Chris's because he was fantastic So, according to the podcast, her Own Backyard, a close friend of Kristen's who was with her that night, um, Marguerite. This is, according to Marguerite, this is how the night of May 25th went down.
0: I like that
1: name. I know. It's so exotic Exotic. sounding. I love it. Uh, So, it's Memorial Day weekend. Kristen really wanted to go out. It's a holiday weekend. It's hot in California. Like, she wants to go out. So her friend, Marguerite, she's not her college roommate. I think she like lives next door, like she, or across the hall or something. She lives on her floor. Her friend Marguerite really wasn't into it. They had finals coming up. Marguerite wanted to stay in and study, um, but Kristen persuaded her to go out. She's like, we have to go out tonight. They connected with two girls down the hall that were going out and pretty soon all four of them got a ride with a couple of guys in a pickup truck um, and they're off to look for a party off campus. So they ended up going to a house where they like sat and watched boys play video games for a while, but Sounds like awful. yeah, they got really bored really quick and left and I think they Marguerite said they only had like one beer at the boys' house, like nothing they like weren't pounding things or anything, yeah. so um they had one beer, they ended up back in the truck, and they're now looking for another party, but it's Memorial Day weekend, so it's like Those a for, long like, weekend. Too. There wasn't. That's the there thing. Wasn't? There wasn't. There wasn't anything That's going on really because surprising. The a finals? lot of finals and a lot of kids went home, home. to be with their families because they might have had you. Know, I don't know if they had school on Friday or whatnot. It might have been a three-day weekend. Yeah. So um, they're driving around. Not a lot of kids uh, are going partying or doing anything that night. So Kristen and Marguerite get out of the truck and they're going to walk towards like the unofficial frat house because they're like unofficial frat houses and they're like surely the the fraternities are partying like we'll find a party there. Yeah. They still weren't really finding anything and Marguerite at this point is just over it. She has to pee. She's tired. They were depending on her room key to get back into the building, and like Kristen was just gonna sleep in Marguerite's room that night because she
0: needed her to even get back in.
1: Yeah, so Marguerite just like take my key, go find your party. I'm going home. I'm gonna study and go to bed. So they part ways, and I
0: hate that. I know.
1: Don't don't leave your friends. Don't don't leave any person, even if you don't know that girl very well. Don't 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 leave her. that's like the moral of this entire story we'll talk more about it later too but just don't leave your friends so Kristen did find a party a little after 10 p.m. at the Kappa Chi fraternity house Uh, they were throwing a birthday party for one of their members now when I think of a frat party I think of like wild and crazy kegger like crazy frat boys running everywhere bodies and bodies of people just (laughs)
0: bodies upon bodies (laughs) upon bodies
1: yes just bodies everywhere Um, But this was a little bit more low key. There are about 20 invited guests and then like a few stragglers that like came in and out throughout the night, kind of like Kristen did. So what happened exactly at the party gets a little murky for a couple of reasons. Number one, like a lot of frat parties, I'm sure that there were some behaviors going on that the people in attendance didn't want others to know about. So people that were in attendance at the party have been super hush hush about the ongoings of the party. Like, nobody's saying anything.
0: Which makes you, like, what happened?
1: Yeah. And because a lot of those in attendance are fraternity members, there's kind of a certain code of silence that goes with, with it. being in a fraternity because they wouldn't want their charter to get revoked from them participating in some unscrupulous activities. Yeah. So nobody's really saying anything. And number two, Kristen was apparently going around using an alias Which, at first, sounds kind of weird. Like, why would you go around telling people your name is something that's not? But it's not so weird because it's, you know, if you think about it, it's kind of fun going and being, like, the mysterious girl and, like, living in somebody else's shoes for a little bit and getting to invent a story about yourself. My college friends, they were from out of town. Um, They were, like, they lived, like, an hour and a half away from me. So when I would go home with them on the weekends... And we would go out. They would introduce me to their friends, and that was fine. But, like, anybody that we met at the bar, like, I'm the out of towner. They don't know me from you Joe Schmo. Anybody. So, I would always introduce myself and say my name was Lydia, and that I was a <laughs> marine biologist. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> It was so fun. I love it was just it. something so stupid and silly that we would do and we would see how far we could get people to believe me before my story even like became ridiculous or they caught me in a lie. Yeah.
0: are like, that's not
1: you. Yeah, normally I got pretty far, but it was it was fun, so I totally get that cuz that's yeah. kind of fun. Um so she was going around saying that her name was Roxy. So, not so weird. She also had like Roxy brand like board shorts on. So, not so weird. No. So Chris, according to, you know, your own, your own backyard, he finds a guy that was at the party that's willing to talk. And Chris's podcast came out in 2019. So all of these people, you know, that it's we're talking about.
0: It's so recent.
1: Well, she went missing in 1996. Well, no, like when he talked to Oh, them. yeah. When he talked to them. Yeah. His podcast is recent. Um. So, but these people that we're referring to, they're all in like their 40s now. Yeah. So that gives you an age range. So he finds this guy named Trevor, and Trevor's story is um, he walks in with his friend, who's a basketball player, and immediately Kristen walks up to them and introduces herself as Roxy, and as soon as she does, she kisses Trevor right on the mouth,
0: just right off the bat,
1: which, good for you, girl. Like, Roxy. Go get yours. So she drags Trevor into the bathroom, and as soon as they get in there, she asks Trevor if he thinks she's pretty he responds yeah and she just begins like fixing her makeup in the mirror she asks who should she hook up with at the party should she hook up with the basketball player that he walked in with because she's 6'1 basketball player yeah that makes sense or should she hook up with this other guy that Trevor didn't know Trevor in typical college boy fashion says well I think you should hook up with, with me, me. And Kristen is kind of like, oh, yeah, okay. And so that gave Trevor the signal, like, okay, she's not really into me. why'd she
0: kiss him?
1: Well, Trevor said he got the impression that she had dragged him into the bathroom to make somebody else at the party jealous, but he didn't know who, and he had just got to the party, so he didn't, he didn't know. So Kristen tells Trevor to go away. She has to pee. So Trevor didn't see Kristen again that night until later when he was leaving around midnight, He saw her outside, to which she was much drunker than she was earlier. And she came up to him and she said, I need to apologize to your friend, the basketball player, because I guess she started flirting with the basketball player and he just like wasn't interested. I don't know like what he said to her, how that conversation went down, but he just like denied her. And... Which, you know what, can we apologize, can we normalize not apologizing to men when they're not interested? Because they don't apologize to us when we're no, not interested. No. So stop apologizing to men for flirting with them and them not being interested. No. Just the PSA. Fuck. Yeah. Anyways, Trevor said, oh no, I, I don't think you need to apologize to him. It's not that big of a deal. And Kristen's, you know, crying drunk girl. And she's like, oh no, he hates me. I need to apologize. And he's like, no girl, you're fine. It's fine. He doesn't hate you. It's fine. So um, Kristen responds by taking Trevor's face and kissing him again. Trevor notices how, like, sloppy and drunk she is, like, kind of pushes her away. He's like, no, no, no. You, you don't need to do that. We're good. Yeah, Everything's fine. I respect him for that. I really do. And And honestly, like, at first, you know, he seemed... Too willing to talk, which made him suspicious. Yeah. But then, as the story goes on, I'm like, no, I really just think he's a nice guy. Yeah. Like he just seems like a nice person. Take
0: advantage of a drunk girl. Right.
1: So he's like, no, no, you don't need to do that. And he immediately asks her what's her sign because he's like, I was in my 20s. I was like really big into astrology. Like he (laughs) seems really funny in his interview. So they have a conversation about astrology. Apparently, they found out that they're both Pisces. And then they find out that they have the same birthday, actually.
0: That is bananas. Which is, that's
1: crazy. That would be so cool. And Trevor thinks that's weird, and you know, whatever. And they talk about it, and he leaves. Trevor says he gets donuts on the way home, and then he's in for the night. So that's Trevor's story.
0: That's a good idea, Trevor. I
1: know. I, I, I want to party with Trevor. Like, let's I go get donuts. So, Fuck. Honest, Trevor. <laughs> So now it's 2 a.m. And a woman by the name of Cheryl is getting ready to leave. And, like, the fraternity boys are kind of kicking everybody out, like, hey, it's time to go, 2 a.m., we want to go to bed. So Cheryl's getting ready to leave. Her friend left her at the party, which, stop leaving your your friends. friends. Stop it. So her friend left her, so a boy named Tim said he would walk back with her to campus. As they're leaving, Tim spots Kristen passed out in the neighbor's front lawn. Oh, no. So she's really drunk. They help her get up, and they're gonna walk her back to campus, which is nice. Like, be those people. Like, help the drunk girl get back. Along the way, a boy by the name of Paul Flores catches up to the group, and he helps Tim by putting his arm around Kristen's waist and helping her walk. So this Kristen can't even walk at this point. Like, she is inebriated. Yeah, that word. Yeah. Yeah. So they get to the place where Tim's car is parked. So he parts from the group first. So then it's just Paul, Crystal. Kristen, sorry, <laughs> Paul, Kristen, and Cheryl. Then they get to the part where Cheryl's dorm comes up. So she tells Paul, please make sure she gets back okay. My dorm is here. I'm leaving. Walk, Like, walk her. To her. To her. And like, I guess, like, they lived in a place called the Red Bricks. There's, like, six dorm buildings. So, like, she can see Kristen's dorm. She just lives in this one. And she's like, go walk her the rest of the way. Yeah. So... Paul says he will. His story is they walk further. His dorm comes up, which is like 400 feet away from Kristen's dorm. Did he leave her? He said, yes. He says he went to his dorm. He watches from his dorm door as she walks to hers. And that's the last time he saw her. That's Paul's story.
0: I don't believe you, Paul.
1: Paul is the last person to see Kristen alive. Why why wouldn't
0: you just walk her to her It's
1: 400 more feet, bro. Like, just walk. walk Walk, walk, Be chivalrous. And
0: you had to put your arm around her to even help her fucking walk anyway. So you're just going to leave her to walk by herself? So how can this
1: girl walk 400 feet by By herself? herself. I just, Just I can't. So now something that sort of, like, works against Kristen in this case is the fact that it's Memorial Day weekend. She isn't reported missing until Sunday. She goes missing, like, Friday or Saturday night marguerite is the first person to notice since kristen had her room key kristen was supposed to stay in her room with her that night but marguerite didn't see her in the morning she just thought oh she's either sleeping somewhere or she went to breakfast or she's just off doing her thing she didn't think anything weird about it until it came to be sunday evening and kristen still so, hasn't returned yeah. and now they have class monday morning so they're like where, where the is hell is she? kristen yeah. So, Kristen's roommate, Crystal, stayed off campus the night of the party, and now she's back Sunday night, and she notices, like, all of Kristen's stuff is still on her bed. She can tell she hasn't slept there, hasn't been back. Like, she left her money. She left her ID. Yeah. Like, all her personal belongings. This is before cell phones, so there wasn't a cell phone. Yeah, but,
0: you know, she's...
1: But money, ID. Yeah. She, she's obviously planning on coming back, but she obviously hasn't been there. Yeah. Um... And honestly, she just thought, well, maybe she went home for the holiday. Like, she didn't even know she stayed on campus. Like, she thought so maybe. she didn't think much of it either. Yeah. She
0: didn't even know if she was actually there for the weekend anyway.
1: Right. So, Sunday was also the day that Kristen had, like, a call that she would put in every, every Sunday to her parents. She would call her parents on Sunday. She did this every Sunday. And I guess earlier in the week, she had left a message for them saying that she had really good news. And she would share it with them on Sunday. So they were expecting a phone call oh, no. from her. So when that call didn't come, her parents are like, "Oh, well, it's a holiday weekend. Maybe they're at the beach. Maybe they're off doing something fun. Like it's a it's a holiday weekend. They didn't really think anything about it. She's a college kid. Maybe she just forgot, got, yeah. you know. I would constantly tell my mom, "Oh, I'll call you when I get back to school." And then it would be like 3 hours later and she's like, "Did you are you dead? Are you in a yeah, ditch?" Are you like
0: alive? <laughs>
1: So, finally, the girls in her dorm got together. No one has seen her. They call campus police to report her missing on Sunday night. Now, campus police sounds like a big, bumbling batch of idiots.
0: Aren't they normally?
1: Yes. They didn't take them seriously, since it wasn't unusual for kids to go home over the holiday weekend. So, they, the girls, then called the city police department, and the city police department...
0: Couldn't the campus police just call her parents?
1: And yeah. well, if
0: they
1: if she went home to them. Yes. They, they're going to. Okay, okay. Sorry. It's okay. so they tell... they, Campus police doesn't do anything. The girls then call the city police department, and the city police says, well, you need to take it up with campus police. Oh. So they get redirected there. They call campus police back. They're like, listen, we haven't seen this girl in over 24 hours. Like, she's Something's missing. Wrong. She would have come back. The campus police still said that she probably went home for the weekend. So they called the smart family home to see if Kristen was there. Kristen's mom said they hadn't heard from her and campus police still did not think this was weird. Still.
0: I got news for you.
1: It's weird. Yeah. They told Denise, which is Kristen's mom that, Oh, she probably went camping or something with her friends, What the? but like her friends
0: are the one reporting reporting her
1: missing. So who's she with? It's they, yeah, that they're idiots. So, because of the incompetency of campus police, a missing persons report wasn't filled out until Tuesday, the 28th, which is four days later. So four, much can happen
0: sorry, in
1: four days, in four
0: let days, let alone one day, but
1: four yes, four days. I mean, and they say this is like basic true crime knowledge first
0: 48. First
1: 48, that's the most crucial time in a missing yeah. persons case. So no, 4 days later a missing persons is filed. Like that's so much that time though. Like the passed. killer the ki- you know, we don't even know she's dead at this point, but if a crime had been committed, the perpetrator had so much time to so dis- dis-
0: dispose
1: dispose of, body? of a body evidence. and evidence, uh have an alibi, get their story straight, go
0: fucking on the lam.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could be in another country yeah, in four days. Four days,
0: yeah.
1: Okay, so now I want to talk. an ice machine. Yeah, ice machine. I want to talk about the last person to see Kristen alive. Fucking Paul? Yes, fucking Paul. Because like police, that's where my suspicions lie. Paul Flores was known on campus as creepy. Awesome, Cre- love that. Creepy Paul. He was really aggressive with girls and multiple women reported that he had forcibly tried to kiss them. Hate what the that. Fuck, Paul, one story that came out of the party, uh, was from Tim, one of the boys that walked home with them. Yeah, Tim said that there was a loud crash and they looked over, and Kristen had fallen. They don't know if Paul pushed her or she just fell, but she was laying there with Paul on top of her. So either he was like forcibly trying to like, get on top
0: of her, right? Okay, or
1: he shoved her or something. So like they had met at the party, we just don't know the extent. Of that relationship. I'm going
0: to chime in for a second. Go for it. Okay. So Cheryl, Paul, Kristen, Tim are mm-hmm. all walking yes. together mm-hmm. and they peel off. Mm-hmm. If Tim knew he was creepy Paul and that incident had happened, why wouldn't he have just stayed the fuck with them?
1: Exactly. To make
0: sure something else didn't happen to her when she was alone with him. Right. Not blaming him, but.
1: I know. And there's, there's lots of places in this story where you're just like, all oh, right. if only you hadn't left, left her, her alone. Yeah. Like, it's so many things. Like, it, it, And Marguerite even said in her interview, and I feel for her, like she sounds like a sweet person, that she holds so much guilt. I was
0: just going to say that. She probably feels so guilty for that.
1: And it's just like... That's not her fault. It's not her fault, and you don't know. Mm-hmm. And when you're 19 years old, you're invincible. You mm-hmm. don't think anything no, bad's going to happen. At all. You're not thinking long-term consequences. No. So it, it's not her fault, but like, PSA... Don't, don't leave your friends. friends. Don't leave the drunk girl at the party. No, even
0: if you don't know her. If you Take can care tell of that her. She can't stand up. Mm-hmm. She's inebriated. Even, like I said, even if you don't know her, make sure she gets home safe.
1: Right. And you don't leave her with a boy that you call creepy they Paul. Call
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> so, anyway, um, Tim didn't know if she had fallen or he shoved her or what happened there. Paul didn't tell police about this part of oh, the of evening. Of course. So this came from Tim. That
0: makes it sound even worse. Right. If it were just something innocent, why wouldn't you have just included it in your story? Exactly.
1: To and you'll notice that a lot about Paul's story. So we'll talk about that later. So part of Trevor's testimony to police, Trevor, nice guy Trevor. Yeah. Uh, was that after he exited the bathroom, when Kristen had pulled him in, he encountered Paul. He didn't really know Paul. And Paul asked... Well, what I would like to know is what you did with her in the bathroom.
0: It's none of your fucking business, Paul.
1: And, like, since nothing happened, Trevor's just like, man, nothing. Nothing happened in the bathroom. And he said immediately Paul relaxed and was, like, slapping him on the back, calling him buddy. Like, he, like, his whole demeanor changed and he was just, like, like, they were buddies. He said the whole encounter was strange. strange. Now, Cheryl. But if
0: something would have happened, then how would Paul act?
1: Right, yeah. Would he have kicked Trevor's ass? Yeah. Like,
0: (laughs) Like, he has any right
1: to Kristen anyways. Right. So, Cheryl, who had walked part of the way with Kristen, um, said that she and her friends thought Paul was creepy. They had actually nicknamed him Chester the Molester. What the Don't leave your friends alone. Chester
0: the Molester. <laughs> if you nickname someone, literally Chester the Molester. Yeah. Why?
1: Don't leave drunk girls Don't. alone with him.
0: Don't leave any girls alone any with Any girls. It. Yeah. For fuck's sake.
1: But especially girls that can't take care of themselves. No. So another unnamed girl and from the party. You said Cheryl
0: could see her dorm from hers too, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not blaming. Yeah. I know that that sounds very blamey, but like.
1: I know. It's just like, there's just so many instances in the story. It, sh- it could it, have been It, it could have been helped. Yeah. yeah. So another unnamed girl from the party that night told police that she was going around the party looking for gum. Paul said he had some and he led her out to the backyard. When they were alone, Paul tried to kiss her. And she pushed him away, and she went back inside. Later, he found her, and he cornered her and tried again, to which she pushed him, and then she kind of stuck by her friends the rest of the night so that she wouldn't be alone.
0: See, that's... I don't like that.
1: Yeah. Another creepy thing that Paul did that evening was right before Cheryl parted from the group to walk to her dorm, Paul asked her for a kiss. Cheryl declined, and then he said, well, how about just a kiss on the cheek? And she's like, no. And then he's like, "Well, how about just a hug?" And she's no. like, "Bro, no. Like you're creepy. Get away from me." Like girls, this is weird. This is weird behavior. Yeah, like that's not all the girls normal. listening, this is weird. This is creepy guy behavior. Normal good guys don't, do, don't that. do
0: that.
1: This is a creepy guy that you need to get away from and you need to make sure that he's not alone with other girls. No. Not at all. So just, ugh, just protect each other. Like for God's sake, <laughs> protect
0: each other from the paws of the world. Right,
1: and I know, you know, it, it, it's the '90s. It's it's a different time. You know, I don't know how much was really being talked about, like date rape drugs and, yeah. and shit like that. Like well, you
0: can tell when someone's weird because clearly you've nicknamed him, so you know right. he's fucking creepy. Like,
1: the buddy system. That might be the mom coming out of me, but no, like but the buddy the, system. Yes. Don't leave don't your leave buddies. Your friends. So, and there was also some, like, documented incidents that that Chris goes more into on his podcast that I left out because I think you can get a pretty good idea of who who Paul Paul is. is. He has an entire episode just about how creepy Paul is. So, it's just really, you need to listen to it. Oh, no. So, Paul was creepy, to say the least. And Chris, you know, from your own backyard, like I said, he has an entire episode about Paul and he's interviewing women that knew paul flores from high school and college and there's just so many instances that he was beyond creepy stuff so paul had some outstanding warrants one was for a dui and one was for after the dui he was driving with a suspended license and he failed to appear in court so he had a warrant out for his arrest so he went into the police department may 27 two days after Kristen disappeared but still two days before the missing person's file uh, was filed. And so when he was brought into the police department, May 27th, he was booked and he was photographed. They took his mugshot. So what's significant about that is that in his mugshot, he has a fresh black eye. Where'd that come from, Paul? Exactly. So after talking to Tim and Cheryl, the police brought Paul back on the 30th and they asked him about his eye and how he received the fresh black eye. They also noted that he had lots of Scratch scratches on fucking his hands. I knew you
0: were going to say that.
1: And his knees looked like they had like rug burn, like some kind of like rash or burn yeah. or something on his knees. So they asked him like how he got these injuries. And he said... Some bullshit ass fucking story. Oh yeah. He sa- the first story he gave them was that he got the injuries while playing basketball with friends on Monday. Now, the police questioned the friend that he claimed he was playing basketball with. And the friend said, yeah, they play basketball. But he also <sighs> saw Paul on Sunday. And Paul had the black eye then on Sunday uh-huh. before the game.
0: Nice try, Paul.
1: So he didn't get it during the game. And when his friend asked him on Sunday how he got it, Paul claimed he didn't know. He just woke up with it. Like, dude, you don't just wake up with a black, black eye. Like, I've had black eyes from Derby. Like, you fucking know how you you got your black eye. If it's
0: enough of a hit that you
1: get a black eye, you're going to feel it. Yeah. So, now it's a month later. And Paul is being interviewed again. And his story about the black eye changes. He now says he got the black eye Monday at 2 a.m. Still on Monday after his friend claimed he saw it on Sunday. And he got it while working on his car at 2 in the morning. Bro. And he said, "Like okay, so Paul's five ten. This is not in my notes. This was from the podcast that I'm talking about. He's five ten. He says he's taking a radio out of his car because he's getting ready to sell it, but he wanted to keep the radio. So he's disinstalling this radio, and I don't know. Somehow he slit. I don't know. He says that the steering wheel gave him the black No. Like that. That doesn't even make sense. Trajectory just doesn't. You At would have." To, like, first of all, you're bent over like this, trying to get a radio out. That's not, a not enough force. Out. The steering wheel's right fucking here. Yeah, that's not enough you force. You would have to, like, bang your head intentionally off the steering wheel in just the right spot to For get it to, your yeah. eye. Like, it's just... Cause it doesn't have a corner. Right. Like, it's, just, it's, it's rounded. It's a fucking circle. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a yeah. fucking circle, Paul. It's a fucking circle. <laughs> So, as suspicious as this is, it still doesn't prove he did anything to Kristen.
0: No, but...
1: But it's, it's still suspicious. Yes. So, police are still treating... Campus police, mind you, are still treating this case like a runaway. It, there just isn't much urgency in finding Kristen. They just think she ran away, which she has no reason to, to do. To run away, no. And they, she left her ID and money. Like, why would she, she do go that?
0: With no ID or money.
1: So they don't even search her dorm or Paul's dorm until 16 days later. Now by this time, that is so much time to destroy evidence. Well by oh, it gets so much worse. By this time it's summer break. Kids have gone home. They've taken all their shit out of the dorms including so they're Paul. they're pretty much fucking empty. It's an empty fucking room. To make matters worse, the cleaning crews had already been through oh and deep cleaned everything. So all of the dorms are spotlessly clean. And And they
0: should know that it's going to be happening. Yeah, end of fucking season, not
1: season, end of year. Right. And so I guess there was there, you know, like I said, pre-cell phone days. There's phones in their room. Any phone records from incoming or outgoing calls in Paul's room, they were purged because it's the end of the year and wiped clean. So there's like virtually no evidence. So after three and a half weeks of investigating, campus police determined that Kristen is an adult that's missing under suspicious circumstances, but do not believe that foul play was involved. Perhaps she left on her own accord. That
0: is contradictory.
1: Mm -hmm. Suspicious
0: Suspicious circumstances, circumstances,
1: but no foul play. And she might have
0: left on her own. That's not
1: suspicious. Yeah, it's just the whole thing is stupid. So a month after Kristen goes missing, the case finally goes over to the city police. So a search was conducted, uh, which a lot of volunteers came out to look for Kristen, including a team of cadaver dogs and their handlers, which started looking on the campus and they started in the dorms. Now the handlers and Chris goes into super detail on his podcast about the process, which is so interesting about the dogs. But basically, the handlers were not informed of any details about the case. They are not informed of where to look, like a specific dorm building. They just sent them in. They just sent him in. The only thing they told him was that a girl was missing and she's possibly dead. So after searching several dorm buildings and cleared them, the dogs alerted individually. Like they brought one dog in. It alerted on Paul's room.
0: Shut the fuck up. There's
1: three dogs that did that. The same thing? The same thing. And the handlers were not informed that the dog hit on this certain room. But all three of them alerted on that room. And more specifically, like, all the furniture's still in the room. Like, the sheets and the pillows are off the mattress. But there's one corner of the mattress and bed frame that they were hitting on. So they removed the mattress from the room. And the second dog still went in and went right over to that bed post. To the where the same mattress spot. was, same spot, and alerted on it. And then the third dog even alerted to the phone receiver handle and the trash can in the room. And so they, then they like took all the like they took that trash can out, they lined it up with like twenty five other identical ones one and out. they still went straight to that trash can. Man, dogs and are so
0: fucking smart. They're
1: alerting on chemicals that the body exhumes during decomposition. Yeah. That's what they're looking for. So those smells could only be picked up from a dead body. So. Dude, this is making me.
0: I didn't know as in-depth about this as what you're telling me. Oh, yeah. That fucking pisses me off.
1: Crazy. So they interviewed his roommate. And the roommate confirmed that he had gone home for the holiday weekend. And Paul, I guess, had also told his roommate a different story from the night Kristen went missing. And it's a little thing. But, like, it's still, like, his story changed yet again. Paul had told his roommate that. Well, originally he told the police that he walked to the front of his building and he watched her walk to her building. Well, now he's telling his roommate, no, he walked her all the way to her dorm building and then backtracked to his building. But he already told him that he didn't do that. Right. He told him that he watched from the door. So it's just another instance that his story's changing. Even with all of that, and they do a visual search at his dad's house. Like they're not like, they didn't have like a cert. I think they had a warrant. Not really to like go into anything, but like they're just kind of like looking around, yeah, interesting like the area. Um, it you know, and they find an earring with a red smudge found on it at his mom's rental property. That's weird. But they end up losing that later. Oh don't worry, God. they they lost that. It's still not enough to bring up criminal charges on Paul without a body. They're just stuck. I mean, I guess it's
0: circumstantial.
1: Yeah. So without a body, they pretty much need at this point somebody to fess up and give them more information or they need to find Kristen. So in the fall, Paul tries to sign up for the Navy in an attempt uh, to leave the country. That's sus. Yeah. Um, So in an attempt to keep him from fleeing, the family of Kristen files a wrongful death suit against him and they bring up civil charges against Paul. Basically saying that they know he knows what happened to Kristen and they're now suing him because he won't tell them. So, this is successful in getting him rejected from the Navy and keeping him stateside. Good. So, something else I learned while listening to the podcast, Your Own Backyard, is that in 96, Paul's attorney went to the smart family attorney and said... um, if they would allow Paul to plead guilty to involuntary manslaughter with a six year sentence and they stop pursuing him in civil court, he would lead them to Kristen's body. But before the smart family could reply, the author offer was taken back. So that it's pretty much, I mean, that's as close as you're going to get to him a confession. It did it, it it yeah, it did it. So after all of this, the case never officially goes cold But nothing happens on it. And Kristen is legally declared dead in 2002. The Smart family petitioned for her case files from the police over and over and over again. And over and over and over again, they're denied due to it being an ongoing and active investigation. No, but it
0: isn't. You're not doing anything. But they're not
1: doing anything. And no new information is coming out. So that's where they were kind of at this stalemate with the police. So it wasn't until Chris's podcast, Your Own Backyard, came out like 2018-19 that it sparked interest in the case again. So because of the media attention and the interest brought on by the podcast, search warrants were executed at Paul Flores' father's Ruben's house in the late uh, 2020. And because of those searches, both Paul and Ruben Flores were arrested on April 3rd, just two weeks ago this past month. That's-
0: Fucking insane.
1: Ruben though posted bail this past Wednesday. He's now out with an ankle bracelet, but Paul still is sitting in jail. Um, Ruben is now in his eighties, and Paul's in his forties. Um, and searches are still being executed. Monday of this past week, this past Monday, biological material was found underneath Ruben Flores's deck. And police have determined that Kristen's body was once there, but has recently been moved, most likely to the police getting close to, to discovering ca- yeah, it. to finding it. And just yesterday, the parents of Kristen Smart filed suit against Ruben Flores in civil court, excuse me, that accuses Flores of intentional and emotional distress, alleging that he moved the body to cover up for her 1996 killing. Now, I'm going to read directly from the LA Times article about this suit. It states, the Smart's attorney, James Murphy, alleges that four days after a detective served a search warrant at Ruben Flores' home on February fifth, 2020, the 80-year-old, along with two other people, removed the remains. The suit states, Ruben Flores and Doe defendants 1 and 2 worked through the night under the cover of darkness to remove the remains of Kristen Smart to avoid having those remains discovered in the event of an additional search of the property. The San Obispo County prosecutor said last week that they were investigating whether Flores sexually assaulted women in the San Pedro area, where he has lived for the last 15 years. And the Los Angeles Police Department disclosed that detectives have gathered evidence implicating Flores in two alleged sexual assaults. So he's been a piece of shit his entire life. And even after... He has allegedly killed Kristen Smart. He's, he's still a fucking shit. piece of shit. Yeah. So I just, I, in, in it, it's furthering, not only is he a sexual predator, it furthers the evidence that he's a piece of shit because he moved the body in order I'm to sure keep it from being discovered. Yeah. Like, I can't even imagine what that family is going, going through. Knowing
0: that it was there. It was and there. Her.
1: And he's in it's 25 years ago and he's moved it because he's still afraid of getting in trouble for it. Like at this point, bro, let's just just, own your shit. Do it. Yeah. So that's where the case stands today. It seems like each week we get more and more info coming. So, um, I want to continue to update and follow up uh, on the case, but I definitely encourage everyone to listen to your own backyard. Chris, did um his latest episode was uh November 2020 when they were executing the first round of search warrants um he has yet to post an update this year because i think it's just so much information should, coming yeah. out but i'm sure he will as we learn more um about what they're finding and things like that but that is the case of the disappearance of Kristen Smart and it is, is a journey just, yeah <laughs> It's just so sad. Journey. It's
0: super sad. Now, do you think
1: that his dad knew? Oh, yeah. I think daddy helped him clean it up. I think that was... It, it makes sense because the dogs alerted to, to decomposition on the phone. So I think he, after touching the body, touched the phone to call dad and so, be like, hey, I fucked up.
0: Yeah, I need your help. Yeah.
1: And I think dad helped. did. Yeah. So they were trying to, like, prevent Reuben from getting out on bail because they're like, he's just going to go cover up more evidence. Yeah. Like, he needs... And I don't know why
0: did he get out on bail, but Paul didn't.
1: Um, because of the sexual offenses, I think, oh, against okay. Paul. Because he's, he's... Uh, they're saying Reuben's an 80-year-old man, what could he possibly do? I don't do? know, get people
0: to fucking help him do shit.
1: Right. But it sounds like he can do a whole lot. Yeah. But I just... Moving a body... After twenty five years, years is the saddest it thing. It is. I I mean I've never heard that in an. No, case. I haven't either. I've never heard that. It's just oh, we so... are gonna
0: find it, so we better move it. Mm-hmm. But did they not realize that there's still gonna be physical evidence that it was there?
1: Yeah, especially like if if she was a body when you put her there. Yeah, she, she decomposed, has decomposed in that hold. There's gonna be the biological. The but these don't sound like smart people. Clearly, clearly they're not. But
0: I can't wait to hear more about it. I know. I just I,
1: I have set like Google alerts on my phone to like update me. If and, you get any. Yeah. So I just um I couldn't believe like when I I decided like at the end of last week I was gonna do this. Like after they got arrested. I was yeah. like, oh yeah, that's you a good one. It, yeah. And then like all this came out about the biological remains and them moving the body and then Ruben getting out on bail. It's just like it's so much. It is a lot. So it's just like it just seems like new stuff is coming out. I hope
0: they catch him and not catch him. They already did catch him, but like mm-hmm. get him to finally just admit it.
1: I just want to know what happened. I just want to hear it from him, the truth. Because at this
0: point, I feel like you're,
1: he's the only you're one, dead one that right. can. Like yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But again, like we said in the last episode, like it's, they had OJ, they had Casey Anthony, yeah. like. Yeah, that's true. So I just, I really... Because there was
0: evidence in Casey Anthony's trunk about... Of, oh, yeah, of, de- of de- decomposing body. Decomposing
1: body. And she's fucking bitch. Yeah, I hate is her. Is not in jail.
0: Fucking I don't think her. I could ever cover that one.
1: I hate her so much. She is probably the most hated woman in America. She's just, she totally is.
0: I watched um the documentary that they recently like put out on...
1: I feel like I did, too. I think I, I just
0: did. got myself more upset about it.
1: Yeah. Oh, bitch. Anyway. Okay. I definitely want to update everybody about the goings-on in this case, yeah. but that that podcast that Chris has, like I said, he hasn't posted an update yet, but I'm like... She probably will. I, I can't wait for him to do that, so... I'll
0: have to check it out.
1: Yeah, it's a good one. It's only eight episodes, so you can go through them fairly quickly. Like I said, I just re-listened to it this week, and um, it's, it's a good one. It's a deep dive.
0: I love good old deep dive.
1: Yeah, but... We'll be back at it next week, though yes. so hopefully we'll get ahead a little bit on yeah episodes. and I hope
0: that we have more information about this case to update you guys. yeah, we'll that'd see. be
1: awesome. If that we, would be really cool. We could have more information so sure. and I just hope I just hope he confesses so like do after, I. At after at all this point, of point, what,
0: what else are, you can't gain anything from not telling them yeah. like, they clearly already know,
1: or I hope just that dad admit it. has some kind like of like a death, deathbed confession. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's 80 years old. He ain't going to live very much longer. Yeah. Just give it up, guys. Mm-hmm. Let the family at least be able to finally put
1: her to rest. I know. That's just, and the, the family just sounds like such sweet people. They've already been through enough. They've been through so much. And I couldn't,
0: like you said, I couldn't imagine knowing she has been under this deck for the past 25 years and now she's not. Yeah. And not just knowing sad. where she is. Yeah. That's awful.
1: Anyway, sorry to leave you on a downer. This is a <laughs> big old bummer. <laughs> but keep sending us suggestions as well. We um, are still deciding about what cults. Maybe we'll do a cult next time. Oh, that would be cool. That would be yeah. cool. Um, so we'll talk about that. and We'll figure something awesome out for you guys. Yeah, but thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Keep liking and sharing yes. our page. Invite and your friends. Thank you so much for all the support. Like all the things. Like all the things. And go look at the badass shirts that we have on right now. Because they're awesome. They're the best. Stickers will be coming out soon. We promise. Yes. All right, guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye.